It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on Locked On Rockies, let's talk about the Colorado Kid. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 16th day of August in the year 2022. I'm your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, your Rockies fan extraordinaire, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, just like I have for the past couple of seasons, bringing you hundreds of episodes of your daily Colorado Rockies talk. We're proud to be your first listen of the day, and you can find us free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. You can also hop into the live chat, Locked On Rockies, here on YouTube, and get your questions answered live, just like so many of you always do. It's always fun when we get the live questions, and I get to talk directly to you, the Rockies fans out there. Today, on Locked On Rockies, we are going to talk about Kyle Freeland. Why? Well, it's because I was inspired by this article from Purple Row. Justin Wick over here on Purple Row, Kyle Freeland and the Mysterious Sinker. We're reading here from PurpleRow.com. For the first time in five seasons, Kyle Freeland threw more than 40% sinkers in his last start. He that out this outing last Wednesday against St. Louis was one of Freeland's shortest of the year. Four and two thirds inning pitched. He matched a season high six turn runs allowed, also letting up double digit hits for just the second time in 2022. Freeland returns to the mound tonight for his first game since, facing the exact same Cardinals that he did last week. It would be easy to suggest that his game plan will be different given his showing from a week ago, but what exactly prompted that sinker spike to begin with? Freeland's best start of 2022 was on July 25th at Milwaukee. Seven innings, no runs, four hits, one walk on seven strikeouts. 30% sinker rate there, highest of 2022 before last Wednesday. Since 2018, Freeland has shown a primary use sinker in just one or two starts per season. This game in Milwaukee was one of them. Seven innings was a season high for Freeland, and zero runs allowed suggested his pitch mix was working his serious favor. Challenge would await in his next two opponents, the Dodgers and Padres. In those two starts combined, Freeland would allowed a respectable five runs in 11 and two-thirds. His sinker use would dip significantly. However, it was back near his full season average back to sinkers on August 10th. In his last start, Freeland tried his hand at primary sinkers again. The strategy could have been prompted by the red-hot St. Louis Bats, holders of the sixth-best WRC Plus in baseball, and a team with proven affinity for extra base hits. The difference in vertical break between a four-seamer and a sinker can be large, up to eight inches here, says Justin. Free For Freeland last Wednesday, and a pitch with a drop is often favorable if ground ball contact is preferred. Mixing the course field elevation, and this reason as a devi- desirable... this is this reasons as a desirable game plan until it wasn't here here's what it wasn't it wasn't a notice notable velocity drop that contributed to freeland sinker struggles against the cardinals it was it wasn't spin rate the pitch uh it was uh just not finding the zone and this is i think something that we can attribute so much to rockies pitching in general and 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 this is something freeland gets burned with it especially but we have seen so many times this year uh from this rockies rotation when when they aren't missing their spot or when they are missing spots when they aren't finishing their pitches when they are not delivering uh the the pitches that they need they are missing badly and they are getting hit 
hard. We are seeing a lot of center cut fastballs. We are seeing a lot of sliders that don't break, but if they and, and if they do break, they break over the middle of the plate. That's exactly what uh, needs to be addressed here, and it's exactly why the pitch to contact philosophy for Coors Field is such a risky, risky game to do. Your pitchers have to all when when, when they are able to to nail their low, their spots it's dominant and they can get there and you even look at in the case of that freeland start his best start there in milwaukee seven strikeouts that's a significant portion of the outs coming via the strikeouts something that isn't always what you expect from rockies pitchers at least for some of them the rockies have had a, a mindset of pitch to contact type of philosophy so when you see Rockies pitchers get up into the six, seven, eight strikeouts, that's a big deal for Rockies pitching, especially when you consider that's you know a good chunk of the innings. When you seven strikeouts is is two, at least two and a third innings worth of 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 outs in seven innings. That's a, a significant portion. That's almost you know you're you're approaching on a third, a half of, of, of your outs coming from the strikeout, which is something massive. You know what you can't do when you're when you're striking batters out? You know what batters can't do? They can't score runs. When you're running the risk and when you play in a place like Coors Field, you're inviting that atmosphere of they're just going to dink and dunk you. Look at what happened and how things got so far out of hand with the Diamondbacks in this series. They were able to sack flies, balls in the gap, this, that. When Rockies pitching is missing their a huge issue with Rockies pitching this year is their inability to hit spots. It has been something that has been a massive, massive issue for the Rockies this year. Let's go back over here into uh, into uh, Justin's piece here. Uh, Unlike his start in Milwaukee, Freeland wasn't finding the zone with sinkers against the Cardinals quite as often. There are fluctuations in Freeland's horizontal and vertical break between the two starts, but nothing out of the norm for the sinker range has that, that has been with all season. Blaming the difference on release inefficiency does not provide a clear directive on how to fix it, but can serve as a potential starting point in explaining just how good he was against the Brewers. If it feels good out of the hand and it lands where he wants it, this seems to be the recipe for a good day with Freeland sinker. What do we watch for in his start tonight? It could be nothing more than sinker command early in the counts. This could be the difference between Freeland cruising towards seven innings or fighting through five. In 2022, there has been a 58.3% per, chance that Freeland will open a count with either a fastball or a sinker. Again, we are reading from Purple Row here and the work that uh, Justin Wick has done uh, over here on a Purple Row. Uh, but uh, anyway... Uh, there, when his sinker use jumps, as it did on July 25th and August 10th, his early strike percentage can prove vital for setting up his full arsenal of pitches. Freeland's preferred weapon for strikeouts is his slider and curveball, but these cannot be at their best if his sinker pushes him behind and counts. It's easier to be unpredictable when you're head on the mound, and it's easier to take on the workload of a starter if counts are established accordingly. Now, that is something that that is interesting when it comes to part of the philosophy of pitch to contact is is the fact that you can draw more strikes if you are if you are enticing batters if you are keeping it or if you are trying to make it seem like that you you are giving the batter a chance to hit the ball and and an opportunity you can generate more swings and misses you can generate more aggression but it's not always going to work you you still have to nail your spots the the thing is when you're not blowing people away with speed and you're relying on deception when you're relying on deep on on dink dunk contact or weak contact location is so important 
and we just haven't seen and when we haven't seen enough consistency from the Rockies in pitch location this year but I thought that was a really interesting look into uh the piece for uh, uh from Justin there at Purple Row and I, I want to talk a little bit more about uh Kyle Freeland and where he will uh where he will go in uh the terms of of kind of the the grand scheme of things in Rockies land but before we do that, got to tell you about some of the people that help make this show possible, and that includes Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. It's delicious. It's indulgent. It's cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com and to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place. Just order for yourself and when you go to built.com to order your cho- your cookie dough chunk puffs you can use the promo code locked on 15 and get 15 percent off your order that's promo code locked on 15 to get 15 percent off your order again 15 percent off your order at built.com when you use the promo code locked on 15 we were talking about Kyle Freeland's sinker rate and sinker usage in the first segment there, and uh, we're reading from our friends at uh, Purple Row. Uh, but here's just what Justin summarizes with. It makes practical sense for Freeland to throw sinkers early in the counts to the tough-hitting Cardinals, purveyors of extra base power, as opposed to the standard four-seamers. It could make sense to do this at all, all the time at Coors Field, as was often the case in 2017 when Freeland first made it to the league. For any Saturday strategy to excel, however, it appears that sinkers and fastballs must be thrown for called strikes or whiffs early in counts. This kept Freeland's pitch count down in Milwaukee and the ability to take on serious innings and can provide breathing room for the Rockies relievers. Uh, yeah. So, and then again, diamond in the numbers, go see yourself. There's some really great graphs over there on purple row. I, I highly uh, recommend you go and check it out, but let's talk Kyle Freeland. Let's take, uh, uh, uh for, for all time. I mean, maybe it's too early, uh, to talk about this, but I want to start talking about Kyle Freeland in the sense of, of all time Rockies here. And, and we'll, we'll look at a couple of the, uh, of the statistical leaders. We'll look at where Kyle Freeland is at right now when compared to them. But Kyle Freeland's a pitcher that I really enjoy. Someone that I've, uh, I've really liked watching. I think sometimes his temper can get a little bit too much and, uh, that it'll flare up a little bit much on the mound and that frustration is there. But it's frustration that you can tell comes from the, the, the right type of place. But, you know, we don't always need to be blowing up lights in the dugout or yelling on the mound, but it also shows that Freeland's got a passion. And I think that he really embraces and really wants to embrace Rockies baseball and being a pitcher with a name that is associated with pitching at Coors. He grew up pitching here. He went to the big leagues to pitch here. When you're talking about pitching in Colorado, I think Kyle Freeland wants his name to be one of the names you think of. And you may not think of it as much on the mainstream, but again, it is something that you have to consider and and kind of give props to Kyle Freeland. Kyle Freeland is stuck in the, you know, the tough pitching environments of Colorado his entire career so far. 
So looking at some of Kyle Freeland's overall stats, I mean, he's got a career war of 14.9 here. He's uh, started in 141 games, 600 strikeouts, and a whip of 1.408. Let's take a look at some of the uh, leaders of some of these uh, uh, for, for the Rockies here. Uh, you know, when you're coming to war here for uh, the Rockies, Freeland is going to be uh, fourth all time in war for the Rockies, uh, only behind Ubaldo Jimenez, Aaron Cook, and Jorge De La Rosa. Freeland is just above Herman Marquez and is above uh, Chasin, Steve Reed, John Gray, Pedro Estacio, Jeff Francis, and Jason Jennings before then. Freeland's also fourth all time in Rockies ERA at a 4.3, only behind Ubaldo Jimenez, Ulysses Chasin, Tyler Chatwood. Uh, Freeland's there. Uh, just above Jorge De La Rosa and Herman Marquez wins in top 10. Kyle Freeland is there again in the top 10 for the Rockies with 47. He's a little bit further down. He's got a long way to go to catch up uh, there with Jorge De La Rosa at 86 wins for the Rockies. But Kyle Freeland, top 10 in wins all time here for the Rockies. Not top 10 in win percentage there, uh, but... He is also uh, in the top 10 for Rockies in strikeouts per nine. Wow, John Gray at 9.213. That is such, man, mm, that one's going to always be a bummer. John Gray, that's the type. Can't go, can't go down there. We're not talking John Gray here. We already did a whole podcast uh, there. But, but again, you see the importance of strikeouts there when you're talking about John Gray. Uh, Kyle Freeland, sixth on that list behind Marquez, Menez, Pedro Estacio, Jorge De La Rosa. When the list that you're talking about of Rockies pitchers above you is is Marquez, Menez, Estacio, De La Rosa, and it's just them and you know some Tyler Chatwood mixed in there with some stuff, Aaron Cook every every now and then. That shows how good you've been. I mean, those are good, solid pitchers for the Rockies, and Freeland has been there and has continued to show that he can be a good pitcher. While he's had some lows this year, some big lows, he's also been one of the better arms for the Rockies this year. You've had more confidence in Kyle Freeland going up this se- uh, up to the bump this season than you've had in some of the other options for the Rockies. Let's keep looking to see where... Um, our uh, our friend Freeland ranks in all time uh, numbers for uh, the the Rockies here. Let's see games started. He's seventh in game started for the Rockies at 141. Uh, there's only few that have uh, been been more uh, you know pitched more for the Rockies. Uh, then Kyle Freeland again I, I that's that's really most of all the stats that that you kind of need to know. I think no matter what pans out no matter what you you know where this team is going to go or what happens with this rotation Kyle Freeland is going to be someone that is uh synonymous with Rockies baseball and someone who's going to continue to to climb that leaderboard there for Rockies pitching and and, and I'm all for it I, I Kyle Freeland is a really solid mix or piece to have in your in your rotation I don't think he would necessarily be the ace of another club he wouldn't maybe be the two but if every you know, just like I feel now but if you're in if you had a more beefed up rotation and the third fourth or fifth arm that you turn to in your rotation is is Kyle Freeland then Boy, howdy! You're 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 sitting. Uh, that that's a pretty good rotation to start there, and you're like, well, the Rockies are doing that now, and their rotation isn't all that good. I I understand that, but the Rockies also put Kyle Freeland at the start of their rotation, if you really think about it. In 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 that. So all in all, I think that 
the the reputation of Kyle Freeland and what he brings to the Rockies and and his legacy for the Rockies should be a positive one. I think since he has come to the Rockies, he has shown that uh, you can pitch at this level at this high level. He's one of a, another example of pitchers that have pitched a bunch at Coors Field and have had great success. When the Rockies get really good, Kyle Freeland, it puts them in great chances. When we've seen Kyle Freeland be excellent, the Rockies have also been excellent. When we've seen Kyle Freeland be really bad, we've seen the Rockies also be really bad. I know that's kind of a simple a bit of analysis there, but Kyle Freeland is the type of player, he's the type of pitcher that has a big enough impact on your team that if he's in a good groove, is he if he's having a good year, just like Herman Marquez was last year, one of the big bright spots of last year, the Rockies have some pitchers that... that that can bring some confidence and good streaks there. But this year, the regression really makes me worried, but it makes me war- more worried about the confidence in Rockies coaching than it does on these players. Something happened with the Rockies implementing new ch- or changes from the pitching staff to make these the, the Rockies pitchers regress to the point where they're at now. And that's my bigger concern than Freeland or any of the actual members of this rotation outside of, of the end of the rotation. Urania, Cool, Feltner etc etc uh let's preview tonight's game let's get ready for tonight's game and talk a little bit about how the rockies can play spoilers and how they're really going to need to play well but before we do that betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and games find reviews and news of every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and golf you can do the live betting in the game you just say you're tuning into the rockies tonight and you want to get in on the action there you're seeing something you got a you got a feeling that the rockies are going to do something well you can get in on the live betting there at betonline.net they continue to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today at betonline.net that's bet online where the game starts so of course we we're talking mostly today kyle freeland back on the bump against the cardinals how are, what's the first step to the rockies getting in the way of the cardinals in their playoff hunt well uh, it is to get a good start from Kyle Freeland. And uh, this is a road start against a team that just did won a big-time series against the Brewers there, taking two of three against the Brewers, putting themselves in first place in the NL Central. Really the, uh, the, the, the closest race by far in the National League, maybe the closest race uh, in all of baseball outside of maybe the AL Central. This is big. Every game matters for the Cardinals. So if the Rockies, the Rockies need to go and do what they did. They need to jump out early. They need to take offense and go and hit on the road. They need to get uh, a lot of offensive offense generated because you're going to have to keep up with this Cardinals team that is going to go out there and hit the ball, swing the ball, and be aggressive, make moves, uh, and, and making moves. They are going to take extra bases. If you're not going to throw over uh, over to first base to keep them on, you know they will be aggressive. Offense is a huge part of the Cardinals game, let alone the fact that they with the, with the fact that they have an offense of with with two MVP candidates in it, and they got pitched some really really solid pitching. 
this is a Cardinals team that is, you know is is trying to show that they are a dominant force and have been playing good baseball at the right time and they got the right momentum as well and uh, you know who else you got to apparently watch out for Albert Pujols as well who's hitting multiple uh, home runs in games but uh, Rockies take on the Cardinals uh, tonight here first pitch is just a couple hours away here or a little bit before uh, it's going to be a interesting series here. We'll see how the Rockies uh, handle it. Lineup for tonight. Connor Joe is leading off Charlie Blackman in the two-hole. Rogers, Crone, Iglesias, Gritchick, Montero, Servin, and Bernard. He's still playing. He's still getting playing time there uh, as uh, is still uh, hurt there. And Kyle Freeland on the bump. No Notables out. Sam uh, Ryan McMahon not in the lineup today. Um, I'm assuming a rest day for him. Folks, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Rockies. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure that you are following on the social medias right here on Twitter. You can follow us at LO Rockies. You can also subscribe to the Locked on Rockies YouTube page so that you know that when we go live, then you can jump in and ask your questions. You can find me on Twitter at PaulHolden33. And we are, like I said, free and streaming on all your favorite streaming services we got tons of great podcasts for you to listen to on the Locked On Podcast Network, including the Locked On MLB Podcast. And if you want to keep things in Colorado, well, we got the Locked On Broncos, the Locked On Avalanche, and the Locked On Nuggets Podcast, bringing you all wonderful content each and every day. Folks, until next time, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.